welcome to episode 76 of the Potter Discussion. I'm your host, Oscar, and here on the Potter Discussion, we discuss some of Harry Potter's deepest and darkest theories, tidbits, and little easter eggs you might have missed and you probably did. I am extremely excited for today's episode, and that is for one reason, and well, one more reason, but one reason in particular, this is a continuation of the Dumbledore scheme, and the Dumbledore scheme is one of the best, in my opinion, um, series on this podcast, and I love it so much because it really really pulls back the curtain on everything Dumbledore does. So having that behind the scenes view is something that we can learn from, we take so much value from, and I think it really grows our understanding as a whole. And we have done uh, the Dumbledore scheme one through four. Uh, the fourth one was a couple episodes ago. So now we are kicking it off with uh, the Dumbledore scheme five. Let's do this. The Dumbledore Scheme 5 The fifth year was one of the most difficult to get through for Harry because with Voldemort back, Cedric Diggory dead, Sirius Black in a ton of danger, the Minister of Magic completely against him and Dumbledore avoiding Harry at all costs, Harry was without many of his usual allies. For Dumbledore, that means there are many plans to make. The fifth year marked a new phase of life for Harry, and then he had to go through. He had to start fending for himself, and making the decisions that would make or break the situation. But make they did, and Dumbledore was the sole reason for it. Let's get into it. The two most prominent issues in the fifth book were Voldemort on the rise, and the Minister of Magic pretty much completely against Harry. With Voldemort, there is really no explanation needed. He causes chaos and mayhem. That's it. The Ministry, on the other hand, might be a little more confusing. There's Fudge not believing Voldemort is really back, but also Umbridge at Hogwarts. It might seem like just another mean teacher who has way too many rules, but Umbridge's ways are far worse than you think. Some of the things put in place by Umbridge stop more than just secret student gatherings, but things even teachers would be allowed to do. And Dumbledore was the one who hired her. Although it might seem like Umbridge was hired by Cornelius Fudge, or put there by Fudge, but the main part of the job description is adding to the staff for Dumbledore, not Fudge. So why would Dumbledore want to hire Umbridge? Let's think about this in a logical way. The only real thing Umbridge does is stop things the Ministry doesn't deem unfit from happening. How could Dumbledore use that to his advantage? Let's discuss. With the Death Eaters on the loose, Dumbledore wanted more than walls and spells to protect the castle and all the people inside of it. Stopping things like activities out of the castle and large groups of students traveling to Hogsmeade or otherwise would be a very effective way of doing that. The life goal of Umbridge was to stop things exactly like that from happening. And although Umbridge's goals were different from Dumbledore's, the outcome was the same. Another big part of the year was the decision made by Dumbledore to keep Harry out of the loop. The entire summer, Harry was left all on his own to prove a drive. The communication with Harry from Dumbledore and the rest of the Order. 
Why? Well, think about it. The one weakness Harry has that can't be used by Voldemort anywhere is the mind. If Harry doesn't know anything, Voldemort can't use any of said pieces of info against Dumbledore. See? That is also why Dumbledore wouldn't look Harry in the eye. He was worried Voldemort might get inside his head if Harry looked right at him. There we have it. That is the Dumbledore Scheme 5. And I think with all the stuff, that just like random stuff that was going on that year, there can be a lot that we can gather from a certain pool of things. And that certain pool of things is very, very small. It's basically Umbridge... Voldemort, Harry, and the Order. Maybe serious, but I think it's definitely more Umbridge and Voldemort. So, as I mentioned in the theory, Voldemort and the Ministry were basically the two biggest issues for um, Dumbledore and his plans uh, that year. And that might be because the Ministry wanted to infer in interfere at Hogwarts, where Dumbledore wanted to keep things the way they were to continue his plans on the track they were currently on. And with Umbridge going to the school, Dumbledore would have Umbridge there at his side the entire time. And that is precisely what Dumbledore does not want. Umbridge completely, completely in the zone, just focused in on Dumbledore and making sure everything he's doing is, I don't know, on on course, on level, who knows. But Umbridge is kind of annoying to Dumbledore in the fifth year, and it's even for Dumbledore. If someone could be annoying to Dumbledore, that is saying something. But his plans might have been very different from any other plans he might have made with Voldemort and Umbridge, you know, causing all the mayhem they did. So, I wonder what his plans would have been if he had just made his plans, carried them out, and acted like it was a somewhat normal year at Hogwarts without Voldemort or Umbridge. So, I wonder what that would have been like. Well, if we think ahead, I don't think... Dumbledore had any other plans, um, you know, going forward that he personally would want to carry out. Because as we, uh, he, he planned to be killed by Snape in the sixth book, which is just one hop, skip, and a jump after this one. So, what could he have possibly wanted that year? Well, he might have wanted to do something like a will, or giving Harry and other select people the right tools that Dumbledore wouldn't be able to give them otherwise if he was, you know, not there to do it. And I wonder what that would have been. I think it would be the will for sure. But then maybe some extra stuff. I think he would have moved his, you know, private tutoring with Harry definitely up into the fifth year. And maybe he would have done some other private things, you know, more about the dark arts. And not defense against the dark arts, but the dark arts. Not teaching them how to do dark spells, but against dark spells. And I, okay, that doesn't make sense. Advanced defense against the dark arts. And... Not just studying the defense part of it, but just uh, studying the actual spells to better understand everything. So, I think Dumbledore would have done, you know, advanced defense against the dark arts, some tutoring with Harry, 
uh, like you did in the sixth year, and some extra stuff along the way, you know, giving out items, doing the will, all that kind of thing. So, we can assume that he would have done the things he did in the later years in the fifth year, because that's kind of his full, his last full year and his last, you know, this is where I can make things happen. So he would want to make the things happen that could happen when he was there. So when he wasn't there, dead, he would want all the things that he wanted to already happen, already be set in motion. So, you know, Snape doing that, someone else doing that, all that kind of thing he could have set up uh, before time. But if someone like Umbridge had came to the school in the sixth year, she would have just taken over. And only because Dumbledore was there that she didn't. There were also some moments throughout the year that Dumbledore might have wanted to seem like he was, you know, doing the the right thing and being, you know, yeah, I'm the cool teacher kind of, kind of thing. Uh, where he was actually just advancing his own plans. So... The moment that comes to mind for me is when he stopped Professor Trelawney uh, being kicked out of Hogwarts by Umbridge. And he might have wanted to keep Trelawney there because she could have played a role in his plan that year. Or he wanted to give her information that would, you know, carry her out through the later years. So, stopping Trelawney from being, you know, thrown out of the grounds is another example of Dumbledore doing things that perfectly fit with him, but also perfectly fit with his plans. Because if Umbridge knew what he was doing, and it didn't seem like that would be something Dumbledore would usually do, then she would be suspicious. But because Umbridge knows that Dumbledore is, you know, always doing the right thing because he can letting Trelawney stay in the castle and on the grounds would just seem like another Saturday for Dumbledore, and that would be something that he would do on a almost daily basis. So, disguising what he would be doing as, you know, just doing my part as a part of society, and actually having it be an advancement for his own agenda was a huge factor for his success. And I think it still continues to be that way. Dumbledore never really stopped to think, how can I disguise this as, you know, something that I would normally do and people would just pass off as, you know, whatever. I think it's much easier for him to do the things he would want to do for his plans and disguise them as things he would usually be doing on a normal basis. And it was much easier for him to do that if he did the things that he did for his plans in his everyday life, which is exactly what he does. And Dumbledore could have also shaped his plans around what he already did to seem like it was exactly how it seemed. So Dumbledore making that switch between, you know, doing this in my daily life and doing this from my plans was seamless, absolutely seamless, because we don't know what his plan action is, and we don't know what his everyday life is. So interchanging those both both at the same time, really makes a lot of sense in terms of Dumbledore advancing both his status, his plans, and everything he wanted to set in motion that year and beyond. So, when Dumbledore makes his plans, he 
sets up his, you know, house of cards in a way. He meticulously places every little bit on the pile, and when it's time, he, you know, puts on the final uh, card or couple of cards until the entire structure is done. And that could be taken into the real world in the sense that Dumbledore never really left any ends, you know, completely untied. He would want to make sure that if he couldn't carry out his plans, there would be a plan B, but also something that would happen without him even doing anything. And it's hard to identify what those two things may be, but what is very easy is identifying the plan B in the fifth year. And that's because the plan B was the plan A. Umbridge and Voldemort. Umbridge and Voldemort. Those two caused so much trouble that year, Dumbledore had to switch to plan B. And the plan A would be teaching advanced against the Dark Arts, doing his will, maybe even teaching Occlumency himself. And Dumbledore had so many plans, it could be plan A and plan B would be activated on the same year. It just might be which order they start. And that is unbelievably Dumbledore. That is uncannily Dumbledore. That, I don't know, it's just, it's so funny to think that the plan B was the plan A, the plan A was the plan B, the backup plan was the plan, was the B plan, which activated, which was the A plan. So everything Dumbledore wanted to happen that year did, it was just a question of when he wanted them to happen. And that is the end of this wonderful episode. I love these Dumbledore schemes. And we have one more to get through. And I am looking forward to this as much as you are. I hope. I hope. So let's just keep on going. Do the best we can. And continue on these times. These theories. Harry Potter. Yeah. Nice job. If you have any questions, comments, or theories that you would like to hear on the podcast, definitely send me an email. My email is thepotterdiscussion at gmail.com. That is thepotterdiscussion at gmail.com. If you could just scroll down in your podcast type of choice, tap those five stars, or even leave a written review, that can help me know if this show is any good, and it helps other listeners find this podcast. Also, make sure to subscribe, even if you're on YouTube, if you're on their podcast app, so you can never miss another episode of this amazing content. If you are on YouTube, make sure to like and comment on this video, letting me know which theory you want to do next. As always, use this information to your advantage, and I will see you later.